Okay, it is great to conclude today the At The Movies series this morning. I have loved the different films that we've looked at and how we've learnt something of God through them, how we've applied biblical truth. And we believe in this true church that all truth is God's truth. And I personally believe that God speaks through all music, all, all movies, and even social media. Shock horror. And as Christians, we have to look for and to see God in every moment and focus less on having just a moment. See, when you do that, I guarantee you'll be amazed where you'll see God already at work. And the film we're looking at this morning is a challenging one. But again, in this church, you know that we talk about the challenging issues in society. We tackle them, we grapple them, we don't shy away from them. And that's because as a church, one of our values is authenticity. We want to be a church that's authentic. A church that acknowledges that life is tough sometimes and can make no sense. But at the same time, we're a church that keeps Christ at the center because we believe it makes even less sense without him. See, regardless, and you've heard this said before, regardless of what's wrong in the world, it will never stop us praising and worshiping all that's right with God. Amen? And we sang songs just a, a moment ago declaring that, and I'll come back to that a little later. This morning, though, if you wouldn't consider yourself a Christian and you're just checking this faith thing out, you are really welcome. And the Alpha course, as Leon mentioned and you saw on the screen, would be a great opportunity for you. You can sign up uh, in the connection point today. I run that course with an incredible team. So if you sign up, I personally will get back to you in eight weeks. Fantastic food, fun, relational, and you get to see me for all that time. It's good. I'll continue. So although I'm speaking on the theme silence this morning, I really believe God has got something to say. And I want us as a church to, to, to lean in, to take hold of it. And my prayer is that as you do, something will shift for you this morning, that there'd be a change. And my prayer is, even if your situation doesn't change, the Holy Spirit would bring a change in you. So if you don't know, uh, so... I don't know if it's just uh, you or, or you have some of these same questions that, that I have. And, and, and this, does God really know what I'm going through? Does God really hear my prayers? Is God concerned and does he even care about me right now? Is, is that just me? Are those just some of the questions I have or do you have them too? If we're honest, I think we've all experienced God being silent at some point in our lives, which would lead us to say that God is silent at times. And yet there may be some here today in the camp that says God is never silent because we have his word. And through his word, he's already spoken. So we already have everything we'll ever need. You need just to immerse yourself in scripture. My aim this morning is not to prove either wrong, but to share some of the journey that I've been on with this and then to pass on what I've learned and I'm still learning. So the answer for me to the question, is God silent, is yes and no. And sometimes it's both together. And I'll open that up in a little while. But before any other conclusion is drawn this morning, I want to say from the 
outset that silence does not mean God's absence. You see, God may be hard to hear, but it doesn't change the fact that he's always near. We can take that silence uh, as a sign that we've done something wrong. We can think he's left us because we no longer feel him. (laughs) Let me just say something on that for a moment. Faith is not based on feelings, but the promises of God. See, our feelings change from one day to the next, sometimes from one minute to the next. You can't rely on them. And if our faith was dependent on feelings, then I'm not sure there would be any followers of Christ. And gone are the times when you have to feel God upon you because you now have Christ within you. So let's avoid that mistake. And it's because he's within you that Jesus will never leave you. And you don't have to take my word for it. You can take his. Deuteronomy 31 verse 6 says this. Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid or terrified because of them. For the Lord your God goes with you. He will never leave you nor forsake you. That's a a promise from the Old Testament. Encouraging us not to be fearful or terrified because of anyone else. We have a a promise that God himself goes with us, that he'll never leave us. He'll never leave you high and dry. And I've included that promise from the Old Testament because it's well documented that between the Old Testament and the New Testament, there's a period of 400 years when it's said that God is silent. Yet, it's in that silence that God's most powerful plan was in preparation. See, God allowed a period of time for the teachings of the Old Testament to penetrate throughout the world. The Old Testament was canonized then. The Persian Empire that ruled so powerfully was wiped out completely. God changed the history of the world during that time because he had his own plan for the world. And now was that time. For God so loved the world that he gave. He gave his best for you and for me. He gave his one and only son, Jesus, so that whoever believes in him could have eternal life. If we put our faith, not feelings, in him. You see, God's period of silence was for a greater purpose. And it actually brought about deaf silence. God totally destroyed, uh, destroyed totally and silenced the enemy's power over us through his amazing son, Jesus. Jesus silences the grave. Jesus silences our shame. Jesus silences our fear. And Jesus can silence our pain. In Jesus, we not only have a hope for today, but we have a hope for all eternity. Can you risk an amen? So even in the silence that you may face today, know that Jesus is the answer to it. May you know that he is not distant from you because of the promise he gives to you. Matthew 28 verse 20 says this, and this is Jesus speaking. It says, and surely, which means most definitely, I am with you always to the very end of the age. And this morning, you may feel like you're at the end. There's no more rope for you left that you've been holding on to. You've reached the end. You're at the end of your hope. You can't see past your current situation. You're at the end of your peace. You constantly feel frustrated. 
And worse too, you're fearful and anxious. There may be some who feel they've reached the end of the line. You're ready to quit, to throw the towel in unless you hear from God. Well, know that you just have. Because whether you're at your wit's end or close to life's end, and I don't say that lightly because that's very real for some in here, know that Jesus is with you to the very end. Always, Jesus says, always with you and always in control, especially when things seem out of control. Trust him. He, he is with you. And I've started by encouraging you this morning. And now I want to shift gear and challenge you. See, for me, both are important as we try to live out our lives following Christ. I said earlier that when it comes to the question of, is God silent? I think the answer is yes and no. And as Christians, I think we have to come to a place of being okay with that. You've maybe heard it said that God always answers prayer with a yes, no, or maybe later. Sometimes that he's even got something better for you. I really get that. I do. But to me, it feels like we're the ones making excuses for God not answering our prayers or failing to get the desired answers we want. I believe sometimes God is just silent and we have to be better prepared to deal with that. So we have to trust that when it looks like things are out of control, that behind the scenes there is a God who has not surrendered authority, even if he chooses to stay silent. And let's be honest for a minute. We all struggle with silence, don't we? Silence can be awkward, and we often try and fill the void. But when you're with a friend or a loved one, things are different. You can be comfortable in the silence. You're content in the silence, and you remain close in the silence. Why then, when it comes to God, should things be different? See, we shouldn't have to explain God's silence, but embrace it. We should be just as comfortable, just as content and close to him in the yes as well as the no. That's in his silence. And I believe that's the place God wants us to get us to. A place of complete trust and dependency in him. Sometimes God is silent for your benefit. Sometimes God is silent because he's taking you at your word. <laughs> what do I mean by that? Well, we sang the songs earlier, and we may even have meant what we sang. I'm not going to sing for you here, but this is one of the songs we sang. Blessed be your name, when I'm found in a desert place, though I walk through the wilderness, blessed be your name. There's more every blessing you pour out, I'll turn back to praise. When the darkness closes in, Lord, still I will say, blessed be your name. Still more. Blessed be the name on the road marked with suffering. Though there's pain in the offering, blessed be your name. You give and take away. But my heart will choose to say, Lord, blessed be your name. God may just be silent because he's taking you at your word. Wow. You've stopped leaning in. <laughs> That's one of the songs. Check the other ones that we sang out this morning. I'll put it another way so you're back on my side. God may be silent so that you can become more mature in faith. It's Craig Grishel that says God's highest calling for us is not our happiness, it's our holiness. And I agree. 
See, God cares more about our maturity than our security in this life. See, he will do whatever it takes to get you home. And by security, I mean having a a comfortable lifestyle, not stepping out for God, not taking any risks for him and having all your boxes ticked nice and neatly. God wants to grow your faith. Fear and doubt are natural, but faith is supernatural. And we're to be supernatural people. We're to move past fear and doubt and live by faith and trust God in everything. Even in the silence, even if our world falls apart, we can truly declare to God, because of our faith, blessed be your name. One of the big areas God can be silent in is pain. And in the film, this is really evident with so many people losing their life as a result of renouncing their faith. But also in the film, we see that pain doesn't distance us from God, but draws us nearer to him. We see this in how the the Japanese people live out their faith under persecution. Ultimately, we see it in their death as a result of that persecution. There's a a powerful scene in the movie when three people are are crucified in the sea. They're not nailed to the cross, but, but tied to it. And then they're left to drown as the tide and waves crash over them. Two of them die fairly quickly. But the third manages to survive for four days. It's painful to watch. But what is also powerful to watch is that during that time, he's singing hymns and praising out to God. See, the Bible teaches both a theology of contentment in comfort as well as contentment in pain. And we're okay with the first one. We'll take that. But we're not so good with the second one. But we have to get to a place where we acknowledge God's absolute sovereignty in good news in suffering and not just easy times. If we're truly to be like Jesus, I don't think we can avoid the theology of contentment in pain. And that isn't to say we have to enjoy it. I'm not saying that. But neither should it mean that we dismiss it or think it's not Christ's will for our life. Philippians 2, verses 7 and 8 say this. He That's Jesus, made himself nothing by taking the very nature of a servant, being made in human likeness, and being found in appearance as a man. He humbled himself by becoming obedient to death, even death on a cross. Jesus chose to reach us, chose to lay his life down, and to get us back from the grip of the enemy through pain. He was beaten tortured and put to death on a cross so that we could have back the very thing that we destroyed, a relationship with him for eternity. Jesus chose to be close to us through pain. He laid down his life to prove it. And in Matthew 16, verse 25, Jesus asks us to do likewise for him, whether we'd be prepared to do that. It says this, for whoever wants to save their life will lose it, but whoever loses their life for me will find it. And this, again, is captured powerfully in the film with the Japanese people willingly facing a pain and persecution for the promise they have of paradise. Pain doesn't really have to distance us from God and can draw us nearer to him. Christ suffered undeserved pain so that he could meet us in our pain. And I know just a little bit uh, about pain this year. Some of you may know a lot more. 
But six months ago, as some of you know, my dad passed away and is now home with Jesus. But just two months after that, I, I pulled my back, um, which then went into sciatica, and, and now they think is a, is a prolapsed disc. The pain has been horrendous. It's the worst pain I've ever experienced in my life. And the fact that it's gone on for four months has drove me crazy. I'm looking for some sympathy here, guys, this morning. I'm really not. I've not been able, I'll carry on. I've not been able to sit down for, for long periods of time. I've not been able to drive, to sleep, or even to dress myself properly. This is the honest truth. There is a queue in our household of a morning to be dressed by my wife, Dee. It's Evie first, then Cara, and finally me. I've jumped the queue sometimes if I've needed to get out. But for the last four months, every day, Dee has helped to dress me. On the plus side of that, there's hardly been any arguments between us. And I've done what the Bible says and never let the sun go down on an argument because of knowing that I need her in the morning. <laughs> in all seriousness, no, in, in all seriousness, I think it has taught us both humility. D, as she's had to kneel at my feet every day to put my socks and shoes on, it's been good for her. <laughs> but for me, I have been so humbled, blown away, appreciated it so much as I've watched D lovingly do it. And check this, we've actually become closer as a result of my pain. And it doesn't stop there either, because I've experienced the same thing with God. And he's taken me on a massive journey in this whole area. And it's why when asked the question, is God silent? I can answer yes and no, and be happy with living with both at the same time. God, for some reason, has been silent when it's come to my back pain. Loads of people have prayed for me, and I'm so thankful for that, and will get them to continue to pray for me. But what I've learned is this. Just because God is silent in one area of your life doesn't mean that he's silent in other areas of your life. Yes, God has been silent in my back pain, but in every other area, I've seen so much fruit. In July, I'd planned to go away for a couple of days on a retreat to process the first half of the year and then seek God for the future. Three days on a beach somewhere hot. But because of my back pain and not being able to dress myself, I ended up in Birmingham for 24 hours. I stayed at the Park Regis Hotel, which is um, literally no more than 10 minutes away from my house, just so that Dee could come and dress me in the morning. And that evening as I'm there in a the hotel, I'm in pain and can't settle. I, I go for a walk around the city. It was 7.30 in the evening. I saw someone from here, I won't point him out. But when I left, uh, I left at 7.30, got back uh, at the hotel uh, at 8.30. But in that hour, I, as I walked around the city, I spoke to 22 homeless people. And as I did, God started to speak to me loads about pain, emotional pain, physical pain, eternal pain, financial pain, the pain of loss and the pain of loneliness. And let me just say here that not every conversation was amazing. Some were really, really awkward, but three of them stood out for me in particular. And there's three people that I won't forget for a long time. One of the first people I saw was a, a guy called Jason. I stopped and said hello to him and handed him some money. And as we were chatting, he couldn't stop 
thanking me. He then went on to tell me that I was the first person that had stopped to have a conversation with him that day. He'd been in the same spot since 7.30 in the morning, nearly 12 hours, and he'd only had someone say a couple of sentences. It broke my heart to hear that. And I only spent 10 minutes with him, but in that time, I made sure that he heard some of the most edifying words I had. I let him know how valuable he was to God and how God hadn't forgotten him and how God loved him dearly. As I left Jason, I got to pray for him and I gave him a massive hug. He couldn't stop thanking me for the very little I'd done. should be natural, guys. Mark was the, the next person I had a memorable conversation with. Mark had a, a drug addiction and his parents had kept, kicked him out because they couldn't cope with his behavior. Mark, as we chatted, told me that he used to go to church um, as a youngster. He said that some churches in the area had really helped him out, and he was drawn to them. To them. I explained to him what I thought he was drawn to, and that was Jesus, that he was calling him, that he cared for him. And after chatting with Mark for a little longer, I had the privilege of praying for Mark, who gave his life back to Jesus in that moment. I told Mark then to go back to the church that had helped him and tell them what had happened. He was buzzing. He told me he couldn't wait to do that the following morning. And now he knew the reason why he kept going there. Then Andrea. Andrea was the last people I saw. And she was with a, a massive group of people. I, I stopped to chat to them. And almost all of the group were, were, were uninterested and started to take the mickey out of me. They, they weren't offensive, but just uninterested. I shared with them that I could have been in their shoes if it wasn't for my nan taking me in. That probably didn't help with the mickey taking. I got more abuse for that. But then I, sh I shared how I met Jesus and how he'd changed my situation. As I left, really thinking that nothing had got through, Andrea followed me and stopped me. She then asked me if I thought Jesus could do for her what he'd done for me because she really wanted to change the lifestyle that she was living. I told her I thought she was too far gone. No, I didn't. I'm just checking if you're listening. I said Jesus could do exactly, if not more for her, than what he'd done for me. And I shared the gospel with her. I told her that Jesus wanted to know her, that he loves her, but he leaves that choice in her hands, and he would never force his way in. That really resonated with her. And right there and then again, she asked me to pray so that she could know Jesus. I continued to chat for her for a while after, and as we both left, she left in the opposite direction to the group that she was with. I've shared that story because I want it to impact your story. See, God may be silent in an area of your life right now, but it doesn't mean he's silent in other areas, guys. But what happens is this. Can't hear a thing. Can't hear a thing. We silence God out because we don't expect him to speak he's not speaking in this area of my life so why would he be speaking in that area and some of you you've been wearing ear defenders for far too long and this morning God is asking you to take them off to start listening to him again because he really isn't silent in every area of your life 
God wants you to be comfortable with the yes and the no. That's in his speaking and his silence. See, never let his silence signal his absence and never let what you're going through stop what God wants to do through you. I've learned that God is present in my pain and I've known his presence, his power and even his purpose through it. Pain doesn't distance us from God but can draw us nearer to him. C.S. Lewis says this, Hardships often prepare ordinary people for an extraordinary destiny. And we see this played out in Jesus' life in Luke chapter 4. The devil thought that he had the breaking of Jesus when he tempted him in the wilderness. But what he thought would break him, God set up to make him. Check this, it says it, Luke 4 verse 1, that Jesus, full of the Holy Spirit, left the Jordan and was led by the Spirit into the wilderness. And you may know the rest of the story. For 40 days, he was tempted by the devil. But only three temptations are recorded. He ate nothing for those days either. So I'm sure it was a a lot worse than we read. But what we do read at the end of that period, though, is that instead of breaking him, it makes him. And again, what we see is that in God's silence, Jesus, what Jesus faced alone, it was actually God's plan for preparation. Luke 4 verse 1 reads again, Jesus, full of the Holy Spirit, left the Jordan and was led by the Spirit into the wilderness. But after his temptation, after his hardship, he leaves in the power of the Spirit. You've got to get that. That's a word for someone ready to start his ministry and his extraordinary destiny. Verse 14 and 15 says this, Jesus returned to Galilee in the power of the Holy Spirit. And news about him spread for the whole countryside. He was teaching in their synagogues and everyone praised him. How good is that? He was led by the Spirit, but through the process came out in the power of the Spirit. Next time you face hardship, next time you face pain, or even God's silence, I want to encourage you to trust God's promise through the process. Unfortunately, though, a lot of people never get past the process because they give up in waiting for the promise. And I don't know when it comes to pain and illness why God doesn't heal sometimes. I think it will always be a mystery this side of eternity. But what I do know and truly believe this is that our faith isn't based on what we see or just have going on in front of us. Our faith is in who God is. What we are going through never defines us. Jesus Christ does. And in those times when you can't hear him for yourself, it's just possible you could hear him through someone else. And it's so important why we as Christians um, stay together, especially through the difficult times, that we stand together and support each other as they go through that. You know, sometimes it's hard to pray when your back's up against the wall, but knowing others have got your back is so important don't go through what you're going through alone god's silence can be broken through the voice of another and then ultimately know this romans 8 20, 28 you know it well says and we know that in all things god works for good uh, works for the good of those who love him who have been called according to his purpose i, I want to encourage you not to let the enemy define you by your scars when Jesus sets you free because of his. 
And as I come to a close this morning and invite the band to come back, may you know that even if God is silent at the moment, his promise that he is for you. God's not silent to punish you. Some of you need to hear that. He can be silent because he loves you. God's silence is a form of his intimacy. God wants you to be comfortable, to be content, to be close to him in the silence. God wants you to embrace the silence and to be okay with living with both the yes and the no. And remember, it's in the silence. Some of God's most powerful plans are in preparation. So let's be people that don't force God's silence. And let's commit today to take those ear defenders off. Let me pray. Let me pray. You know, you may be here today and you haven't heard God speak for a long time. As I was preparing this, I really felt that you'd hear him again for the, for the first time. Maybe today you've realized you've been wearing ear defenders. God has been silent in one area of your life, but you've chose to shut him out in all areas of your life. This morning, God's saying to you, take them off. I've got something to say for you. I want to be present in whatever it is you're going through. I have a plan for you. I have a purpose for you. Really know my presence with you. And then for those with, with their backs to get up against the wall, I really pray that you would know someone else has got your back. Could be today that you hear God's voice through someone else. And right now, I want to give an, an opportunity. An opportunity for, a, for God to speak. If God's been silent in an area of your life, whether that's pain, whether it isn't. You've not heard God on a particular area. I'd just love you to stand right now. There's, there's no shame in that. We're going to come together and we want to pray for you. We want to stand with you uh, as the body of Christ. So if there's any area in your life that you think God's been silent on, stand. this is a moment God wants to meet you in your pain meet you where you're at and if you see someone standing let's be those people that stand together when you stand with them and, and just put your hands on them and, and I'm going to pray
Father God, I want to pray this morning as these guys have, have stood, as they've taken that step, Father God, to, to maybe say they've, they've taken those ear defenders off. Father God, as they've said that you've been silent in an area of your life, Father God, right now I pray that you would meet them. Holy Spirit, fill them. Comfort them. Strengthen them. Father, may they know your power. May they know your purpose. May they know your goodness. May they know, Father, that you are always with them. And Father, I pray that today is a new day and that they will hear your voice in other areas of their life as a result of what they've done now. Father, we thank you that you have so many ways of speaking to us. Sometimes it's us that, that drown you out. Continue to minister, Holy Spirit, I pray. And as that's happening, why don't we all stand? And we're going to finish with a, another incredible song, a declaration that no matter what scars we've got along the way, we never stand alone. So let's declare it out. Let's give God the praise that he deserves.